Hellsiders. I'm Cherokee McAnally, head of entertainment at Tumblr and Ball Pit Thief. And I'm Lauren Chippen, professional writer and person who watched DashCon Meltdown in real time from her couch. And this is Dashboard Diaries, a podcast for you, the folks who are in this internet bunker with us. We talk about what's going on on our favorite hell site, get into what we like to call tumble lore, do fandom deep dives, and share the times when we've gone feral over a new ship. And we have two very special guests today about a very special topic. But before we dive into that, we are going to start off with our dashboard confessionals. Lauren, what do you have for us this week? So funnily enough, I went back to a couple of different gears. And for whatever reason, on this day, I have been posting about fanfic a lot through the years. Um, So I'd like to share my uh, the earliest post that I could find about fanfic, which was seven years ago. And it's just a gif of Peter Capaldi from, I don't know what this is from. Maybe maybe the thick of it, maybe uh, Doctor Who, hard to, hard to say. But it's just him at a restaurant asking, do you have a children's menu? And then the caption is, looking for the fluff instead of the smut. <laughs> and that is a pretty good description of the way that I approach fan fiction a lot of the time. Yep. I tend to be a just a fluff slice of life person. Um, so that's what I was doing seven years ago. I was looking for the fluff and uh, not the smut. I was asking for the fanfic children's menu. You know what? I love that analogy so much. You're like, can I just have yeah. the Wonder Bread American <laughs> grilled cheese Yes. <laughs> you know, I don't With need the seven cheese Gruyere on like a country loaf right now. <laughs> exactly. Oh, man, you're making me hungry for grilled yeah. cheese. <laughs> I made a really good one last night and it was uh, it was it was I would call it more smut than fluff. <laughs> <laughs> the metaphor works in both directions. Hey. <laughs> what about you? Uh, this week, I have a very special post because we are right around when I started at Tumblr as an intern. I started eight years ago. My first day was September 14th. And oh so I have a post of myself in our Tumblr interns, uh, in our like tum- in my Tumblr intern jacket. And, you know, I captioned it every day I'm tumbling. And that continues <laughs> to be true. It has one note, which was on brand and continues to be on brand for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I Tumblr, I tumble for fun. Uh, not, you know, not for anything else. Those are the, my professional tumblers are the ones, you know, where I try to get the, the notes. This is just, you know, for my internal notes. I do you still have this jacket? It is very cool. I do have this jacket. I have it. It's lying around somewhere in my apartment. Uh, it was a good one, and I also liked like a lot of like we had another intern shirt that said internet, which was also that's very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. good that's stuff. Very good. So yeah, also wow, historic day His- eight years ago. Historic day. And speaking of historic days. Today, we are going to talk about one of the most historic days, one of the most historic events in the history of Tumblr, DashCon. Now, if you're not familiar, DashCon was an unofficial fan-created Tumblr convention that happened in July 2014. And we actually have two attendees from DashCon who worked at Tumblr at the time and who are coming on to chat with us today about their experience at this blessed day in, in Tumblr history. So we have Amanda Ferry, who is now at DistroKid, and we have Chase Turner, who is now at the New York Times. But back in this day, eight years ago, they were both enthusiastic Tumblr employees who, you know, attended DashCon undercover. 
uh, <laughs> and to really see what see what it was about. We're going to have a quick ad break, and then we are going to jump into our Dash conversation with Amanda and Chase. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. We are here today with the amazing Amanda Ferry and Chase Turner, who both worked at Tumblr during DashCon and kind of our Tumblr OGs. And they both attended DashCon as well. So we thought, why not have our DashCon episode with two experts and attendees on the on the subject? So thanks so much for joining today. Of course, an expert is very, um, very generous for you to give both of us that that title. I think it is accurate, though, even though I think, honestly, the fact that you're saying you're not an expert makes you even more of an expert, you know, with thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and also and also as well for all of our listeners, Amanda Ferry hired me as an intern back in the day. So, oh, you know, I owe all this to you, Amanda. <laughs> glad, glad to see it worked out. <laughs> thank you for making it happen. Yeah. Okay. So first off, uh, we're just going to start off super simple for our unfamiliar list, unfamiliar listeners, Amanda and Chase, can you tell us what DashCon was and kind of how you first heard about it? Yeah. So DashCon was essentially a hellhole. Um, but it, it was, it had really good intentions in the the idea of it, which was a bunch of users were, you know, came together and loved all things fandom and were like, I want to create a conference around all the things that I love about Tumblr. Um, super wholesome, super great idea. Unfortunately, they did not have the kind of production expertise that was needed to build a, a giant uh, convention. They kind of went from, you know, what probably should have been a small one day event and really bit off more that, than they can chew. Um, I first heard about it because they had to give like a little bit of, of background on it. They had reached out to me at the time I was doing all of our community outreach and community development. And they had reached out to me to be like, uh, we're doing this thing called ReblogCon. Does Tumblr want to sponsor it? And I was like, Definitely not. Um, but also, too, I'm not sure you can legally use the term ReblogCon. So went did all the rigmarole. And like, you know, I had some good back and forth with them for a while. And I was like, we're not going to sponsor, but I'll send you tote bags. I'll send you stickers. I'd love to go, blah, blah, blah. Followed up with them a few times. Followed up with a few times going into Chase and I attending. Like, never heard anything back. Or if I heard anything back, it was like nothing. Uh, which is part of the reason of why Chase and I apparently had to buy our own tickets is that they tried to get us involved and they were pretty communicative. And then from what I understand of like the, or the, uh, you know, the folklore of, of DashCon is that maybe at some point, like some adults kind of got in the room and started to try and put their hands on it. And that's where things really started to go haywire because like, 
it seemed like a really good idea and that they were reaching out to the right people at Tumblr to like make this happen. Um, but the execution wasn't great. Yeah. And I think I remember something like there were a few adults that got involved, but then when things started to go south, they kind of put that on the teenagers that were involved in starting this whole thing. Um, so yeah, it was, it was an unmitigated disaster. Uh, <laughs> but I think Amanda and I had been talking about it and people have been chatting about it. Like you, you'd see it in your dashboard. And I was based in Chicago at the time and Dashcon was held not in Chicago, but in Schaumburg, Illinois, yeah. mm -hmm. uh, out, out by O'Hare at, uh, what was it like the Renaissance Schaumburg convention? Yeah. Or like the Sheridan, something like that. Like it was a, it was a really big space. And, you know, I think Amanda and I were DMing and I was like, you have to, you have to fly here. Like, let's, let's make sure you get your travel approved so we can go to this together. And so we were kind of undercover, you know, we weren't really like, we weren't representing Tumblr necessarily. Um, I think we had hats on, but that was about it. <laughs> yeah. And I, I do remember, um, and you know, not, not to come out and be like some kind of like dash con apologist but <laughs> i do remember like obviously there there were big empty rooms like the infamous like ball pit room and that kind of stuff mm -hmm. and i i do kind of remember chase and i walking around and just being like the vibes are just like not right like it's just like something mm -hmm. feels like weird but i don't recall it feeling like as big of a shit show as it turned out to be. Like, I remember like we went to, I don't know what we did, but like, we definitely like went to like a few panels and walked around and kind of spent a few hours there. And I remember being like, okay, this isn't like professional, but this isn't like a nightmare. Um, and I think that may have just been that we did not spend enough time talking to people to learn what their actual experience was like. Yeah. And I think, you know, there were like some big names at the time, like Welcome to Night Vale was supposed to be there. Mm -hmm. And a lot of those groups or individuals didn't show up because they weren't paid. So I think people were really upset about those things. But everybody seemed to be having like a fairly decent time. And I, th you know, I think we we probably went to like, yeah, like you said, probably spent like two or three hours um, just kind of like hopping in and out of uh, panels. And then we then we went to the hotel bar, <laughs> which yeah, that sounds full of parents. So we were just. <laughs> talking to people's parents and drinking at the hotel bar. <laughs> Always the, the good convention move. Full of parents. <laughs> and so do you remember which panels you went to or kind of which activities you did? Because actually I had no idea even any panels ended up happening. I thought it was just complete <laughs> chaos from the get-go. I honestly can't remember what it was. Like, I don't, I don't think Chase and I went there with like, you know, a, a laundry list of like, oh, we got to go to this panel at noon and like this one at one thirty, and like this is competing. Like, I don't think we really had like an itinerary. So I think we just kind of like hopped in and I can remember like it just being a panel. Like if it was fine, I don't remember who it was. If it was somebody big, I probably would have recalled, which makes me think like it could have just been like random comics writer type thing. Mm. I actually was looking through my Gmail and I found a custom schedule that we made. Um, Please do take us through it. I don't know if we actually made it to any or all of these, but we've got gift making 101. We've got the Widenverse, the language of Tumblr, hateful anons and beyond how to deal with 
Mm. Such karaoke, very sing wow, and BDSM 101, interestingly. What a variety. <laughs> yeah, like really, the smorgasbord. People yeah. would have gone from such karaoke wow to BDSM 101. <laughs> uh, I really would have liked to see the crossover at those two. I mean, they really tried to get a little bit of uh, something for everything for the Tumblr community. They were like, all right, how do we touch as many of these communities as possible one day? We'll start with the wide inverse. We'll teach people how to make gifts. And then we'll give them an introduction to BDSM. I mean, Tumblr. Tumblr. Yeah, (laughs) that's it in a nutshell, pretty much. So what were your expectations going, going into this? Did you kind of feel like, based on the interactions you'd had before, that this was kind of a legit comic-con or similar-esque event i think my you know i i think there was a little bit and i don't want this to come off like like some petty bullshit like i gave a shit but like um i think there was a little bit of me going into it just being like i reached out to them multiple times like offer to like drop off like tumblr stuff uh and the fact that like they weren't like like they didn't respond or they like yeah. didn't respond mm-hmm. with the information I needed, like whatever. I can't remember the exact like logistics. Like I think we did drop off like stickers and stuff, but I think I was trying to do more. Um, so there was a part of it that I was like, can't wait to see what this thing is that like, they didn't even want like, you know, any like official Tumblr gear. Um, but I think I went into it thinking that it would be a little bit more homespun than like a big Comic-Con and that kind of stuff what I didn't really realize is like how big of the scale of what they were trying to pull off for the first version of this. Mm. Uh, and then there were also things where it's like the ball pin, you know, that kind of stuff that was like, you know, the, the, the famous stuff. And then you go and you get there and you're just like, what is this? Like, why is it <laughs> so like, why is it a kiddie pool? So I think there's, you know, a little bit of expectations did not meet reality, but, um, I don't think I went in there being like, this is going to razzle and dazzle me. And, you know, it's going to be at the scale of even like, you know, I don't know, like Hartford Comic Con or something like that. Like I wasn't Mm. expecting anything like that. Mm -hmm. And did you, did you go in the ball pit? Did you both get get your extra hour? So there's a great picture of Amanda in the ball pit. I think it ended up on the staff blog at some point. Oh my gosh. Actually yeah. have got to find that for Yeah, sure. we're going to have to dig that up. Definitely. <laughs> Do you have any kind of Dashcon stories or fun facts beyond the, you know, ball pit or any, any memories that you don't, that didn't make it into the lore uh, <laughs> that, you know, you think people would be interested in, uh, in knowing not, about Dashcon? Not too much that I can think of. I do recall at one point, I don't know if this is like over YouTube or maybe it was Tumblr. I have no idea. Somehow I got into like a conversation with the woman and by woman, I mean like child, uh, she's probably a woman now, um, who like first organized DashCon, And like, I like emailed back and forth a few times with her, which like, she was the one that was like, this is my idea. And it like completely, I think she made a YouTube like vlog about her coming up with the idea of DashCon and like how it just like, snowballed way out of like her initial like expectations and like what she wanted it to be um and I think that's why I'm a little bit of like an apologist of like yeah Dashcon was like really funny uh from like a terrible like meme failure point of view um but also like I just think there's some kids trying to do some like really cool fun things 
Um, yeah. yeah. And then the adults came in and were like, oh, we can turn this into like a huge thing. And they just didn't have the muscle that was needed to get it done. Um, but nothing like nothing too much. I don't think anyone actually peed in the ball pit, but like, I don't know. <laughs> It didn't smell like pee when I was in it, um, <laughs> but yeah. So I don't, I don't have anything too crazy around that, except for that, like, it really just seems like the nightmare of it was mismanaging the expectations. Because, like, at the end of the day, this wasn't like a two thousand dollar event. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just like some speakers didn't show up; they didn't get paid. And I think the internet, to some extent, made it a bigger deal than it felt like when I was on the ground. And I think that's probably like the one thing that I will take from it is that like, yes, there were canceled speakers and that kind of stuff. And like things happen all the time when you do live events. That was what one of my jobs was at Tumblr was doing all of our live events. So, you know, things are going to go awry, but I don't think the failure of it was nearly as big as the lore and like the legend has like lived on for the last eight years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The failure, if you will. Yeah, the failure. <laughs> uh, and also, I mean, we Tumblr did meetups all the time. You were able to plan mm-hmm. a meetup through Tumblr. That was one of my first jo- jobs at Tumblr as an intern was approving and sending those little packages to people who want to have like a homestuck meetup or whatever it whatever mm-hmm. it may be. And they would plan these little events, you know, in their home, like let's meet, you know, at the park at this time or at this restaurant. So presumably DashCon kind of could have, you know, could have been just a step above a meetup and Mm, kind of this mm -hmm. big you know whole gathering and then it just became too big for yeah the planners to be able to handle and i think to your point like those tumblr meetups that we used to have like you know i I, this number might be completely wild and insane but the number that i have for like one year that we did those was like ten thousand. we had ten thousand self-organized meetups through users and, you know, a lot of them may not have been legit and it may have just been like kids in Brazil wanting like Tumblr stickers when like, who knows if they actually had the meetups, but there were these kids that were self-organizing like a homestuck meetup at like my local Starbucks in Albuquerque or a One Direction meetup or whatever it was and to kind of meet, you know, the people that were involved in their fandom and DashCon really could have been that, but they tried to make it more like a Comic-Con instead of letting it naturally and organically grow. Yeah. And also, uh, the we had a ball pit at our 2014 year in review. Was that did. was that a nod to DashCon? 100%. That's 2014 <laughs> year in review. So for context, year in review is a annual year in review that Tumblr does. And it has... I don't know what the current version of it looks like, but when I was working there, we probably had anywhere between 50 to 100 categories of like top 10 K-pop bands, like, you know, top five One Direction posts, like whatever it might be. Uh, And it went everywhere from, you know, like the One Direction side of things all the way to uh, politics. Like I remember there was one that was just uh, top 10 colors and it was just like whatever whatever blog um, that Topher Chris ran that I think it was called Pretty Colors that Tumblr. Oh. And it was like whatever post that he did that year that had the most uh, like notes on it. And like that was like a whole thing. So there's a lot to play with when it came to the year in review because we had pulled all this data and had worked on it for months and months. And my part in it was going and taking the year in review and turning it into a real life experience. 
um, which was fun as hell. Uh, like the 1975 was the headliner at that time. I think they were like the top, like, you know, they were in the top five, like most whatever data point, uh, artists on Tumblr. We had, um, we did have a giant ball pit for all I know that ball pit still exists in a warehouse in New Jersey. Uh, cause it was there for a very long time and it might still <laughs> be there. Um, my favorite anecdote of that, though, like the ball pit definitely was a note to DashCon, is that we also had a, um, you know, top 10 celebrities on Tumblr. So we went and got like impersonators. And one of those impersonators got picked up, it was a Lady Gaga impersonator, got picked up in Billboard magazine as an actual photo of Lady Gaga that then got picked up in new york post as like a billboard magazine doesn't know what lady gaga looks like and like credited this impersonator from like that ball pit party that we had <laughs> i had no idea about that that is incredible yeah, uh, and that's so awesome. perfect <laughs> chase what about you are there any like standout dash con memories that that you've sort of dug up in thinking about this you know i've, I've been trying to rack my brain i, I, I like i thought the funniest I mean the thing about the ball pit was like it was sort of funny but I would have had no idea that people are still making memes about I mean it. I remember <laughs> I think you know this was just kind of an adventure with Chase and Amanda um I remember I was like we left and I'm like what do you like what do you want to do <laughs> and Amanda just wanted to eat like an Italian beef or something before <laughs> the airport but I'm sorry like there was nothing that specific i really thought i know i already mentioned this but i thought the hotel bar thing was hilarious i mean it was <laughs> packed um like it was full it was like six deep at the bar with just a bunch of adults talking to each other like what is going on here why are we here um, the one memory that i really have of, of you and i was like our first like initial reaction to it which was like you know you go into the hotel lobby whatever and we're like, where do we, where do we check in? Like, where do we get our badges? And they're like, oh, it's over here. And it's just like a load. Like, it looks like an Amazon warehouse that's completely empty. And you would think that like, you have like this like giant, giant room. That's like an empty convention hall that you would put the booth near the door. <laughs> but the booth was on like the complete opposite side. So you almost had to do like a walk of shame to get your badge and go back like i just and i think that was the room that the ball pit was in as well which is why the ball pit looks like it's in this like empty abyss it's because it kind of was mm. like the only other thing really in that room was um your ability to pick up your badge which was in like the complete opposite corner and probably like a solid two or three minute walk to get yeah, it was like walking across a football field, and then there was just like a little table where you registered. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember like getting onto Tumblr the next day or the next week and seeing people joking about it? And was that a surprise based on what you were experiencing actually on I, the ground? I think when we were there is when things started to kind of unravel and we heard mm. some murmurs about it. Is that like we started here like you know, whether it was Night Vale or whomever it was, like one of the bigger acts, like pulled out because they didn't get paid. So when we were there was like when we started to kind of like be like, oh, this thing's like really kind of going a little haywire. It really wasn't until like that, probably that next Monday when everyone was like back online again to be like, oh, this is like 
spidered out of control and to just see the amount of content that was created from like this, you know, essentially like a handful of small encounters of people who were there. It's really quite impressive just how much people latched onto it. And at the time it felt like a little wild because you were like, it was such like a small, like, you know, drop in the bucket type of thing. But then as you've seen through the years, like how much we love a scam and we love a failure of a con artist, it makes total sense that like, we should have known that we were just like the hors d'oeuvre to, you know, <laughs> what would turn into a whole genre of entertainment. Yeah, I, I mean, I remember it was definitely that Monday because I think it was on a Friday and Saturday. Hmm. Um, and at the time, you know, Monday morning, like Tumblr would be very, very active. And it was just, it was, it filled the dashboard. Like it was just mm -hmm. the, like that ball pit image became the sort of icon. And I think Topher also put it on the radar. So Topher Chris was in charge of choosing the radar at that time and promptly put it there, which obviously like helped, um, help get the message to everyone who was logging in. <laughs> Spread the good word I, in the ball pit. <laughs> I will say that I have been in rooms um, where I've told people I was at DashCon, and I am like an instant celebrity. <laughs> like where I have been like, they're like one-on-one -on -one conversations. I've been like, oh, I went to DashCon and people are like, wait, what? And then I remember it was, um, I was speaking at LeakyCon, the Harry Potter conference in Orlando, which like, that's a fantastic fandom conference. Mm -hmm. um, and in a panel, somebody asked me something about DashCon, and I like was like, well, as somebody who attended it, and the whole room was just like, <gasps> and I was like, oh, man, I really, really got their attention. Like, they just, like, wanted to know more, and I'm like, there isn't too much more than what's online, because it was such a short thing that lived so fast, and would never, ever, like, it did not have, like, the marketing and the promotion behind it going into it to have had the legacy that it has. Like, it wasn't a fire festival where mm -hmm. it was like heavily marketed and there was like a ton of promotion. It was just a couple of blog posts on Tumblr and that was kind of it. And somehow it turned into this like massive thing. Yeah. And there, there weren't that many people there. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know if there was ever a number, but I would say it was like maybe around a thousand people. It, it was pretty minimal. And if did you ever talk about kind of throwing a DashCon, like an in-house DashCon, or doing anything similar to that, either before or after this happened? You know, a, a little, like at one point, and this is a completely kind of like different avenue of like where Tumblr was at the time. When I joined the company, it was like 2011, 2012. Um, and shortly after I joined, so this must have been 2012, um, some of the guys, I think from like Union Pixel or one of those companies that made a bunch of like the Tumblr templates had pitched David Carp on the idea of them doing like a Tumblr specific conference. But I think the way that they wanted to approach it was more of like a design aesthetic, like a little bit more mm. of like the higher brow side of Tumblr because that's kind of what fandoms hadn't totally taken over Tumblr quite yet. Mm -hmm. And we we essentially were like, eh, no, like we don't love this idea. Like don't don't do it. It like only talks about like one part. Um, but 
but yeah, I don't think we ever really tried to be like, let's do like a full fledged conference for Tumblr. Like we did so many other little events uh, that were like more kind of like community specific, whether it was something like post it forward, which was about like mental health awareness. Um, you know, we did a lot of music events, but it wasn't ever like, let's pull one thing together. And like the year in review event was probably the closest thing that we got to it. And but so if you... I was pretty lazy and didn't want to like have to organize like speakers. Like that seemed like a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. Especially when there's so many conventions that are already full of Tumblr fandoms mm -hmm. already. Mm -hmm. Up next, unless Lauren, you have any more questions, we have a little game. Yeah, a little quiz. I, oh, gosh. A couple of these things have come up already. Um, so I, I'm curious. I, I, I think these will be pretty easy to uh, to answer. But essentially, I just have a couple of rumor or true about things that happened at DashCon versus things that are rumored to have happened at DashCon. And this is all to the best of my knowledge from what I was able to find and, you know, researching this and sort of seeing it all happen from, from a distance. All right, so our first rumor or true, someone peed in the ball pit. False. I don't, that's a rumor. Yeah, yeah as, that's a rumor. As far as I can tell, that is in fact a rumor. Next one. DashCon was started by a 15-year-old. True. True. Yes, you are correct. Uh, Lachlan O'Neill, I found a very interesting interview in, in Garbage Day, which is a newsletter about the internet um, with Lachlan. So I'll make sure to post that on our Tumblr so y'all can read it. I think she had like a brown paper bag that she was walking around with collecting money. <laughs> so that is, that. that is one of these questions. <laughs> so the next one, some donations were raised by gathering cash in a brown paper bag. <laughs> well, I think Chase. <laughs> I think Chase I gets that one. <laughs> the fact that this was started by a 15-year-old just makes me give the entire thing so much more grace. I mean, for Absolutely. a 15-year-old to do Absolutely. this event, I would call it a success, to be honest. Like, at 15, yeah. there is no frigging way I could organize one one-hundredth of what it even ended up being at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, organizing a birthday party at 15 is, like, an achievement. <laughs> yeah. I, I think we were like acutely aware of the good intentions behind mm -hmm. this. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was very obvious to us as employees that there was like a real effort here to make this work. Um, but you know, it was a lot of people with no experience in doing anything like this. Yeah. 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 yeah the soul of it was good. Unlike, you know, not to, you know, shit on Firefest, but I feel like Firefest was very much big. Yeah. marketing money focused thing and this has nothing to do with money and everything to do with like fun and fandoms and like yeah just it's... being you know like honestly enthusiastic about tumblr yeah yeah and enthusiasm yeah. can really only get you so far when it comes to practical things unfortunately yeah yeah <laughs> i have two more questions both are ball pit related the first one the wrong size ball pit was delivered to the con true i hope true yeah, yeah. that is true it, they they sent the wrong one, apparently. It was supposed to be a big ball pit. Right. Yeah. So again, like, not Dashcon's fault. Big, big ball pit, and then, like, you got a kiddie pool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I feel like someone had to run out to a Target or something, and that's where they ended up with the kiddie pool. <laughs> yeah. It does have that feeling to it, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Final, final question for all of the marbles. I think the two of you are neck and neck right now. So <laughs> someone had a baby in the ball pit. Oh. True. And Chase wins. That is false. 
actually a very fun, fun story. As far as I can tell, you know, I'm, I'm taking a, a Tumblr poster's word on this, but there's a great post that I'll be sure to reblog to dashboarddiaries.tumblr.com that somebody, like, this was years after DashCon happened, started a rumor about a baby being born in the ball pit and then sort of eventually reblogged their same post after it was going around with screenshots of them chatting with their friend being like, I'm going to start a rumor that a baby was born in the ball pit. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that is in fact false <laughs> and that. chase you got the most answers correct so you get the bragging rights uh, and that baby grew up to, <laughs> to be me wow, wild. i love we're, that rumor yeah. funny rumor <laughs> we're all just ball pit babies at the end of the day it's true in our hearts I think that that brings us to the end of our, our DashCon walk down memory lane. Um, yeah. Chase and Amanda, would you like to share where people can find you either on Tumblr or elsewhere in the internet? Sure. I'm just Amanda Lynn Ferry across all of the internet. Easy enough. Amazing. And I'm minus Manhattan everywhere as well. Easy. One username to rule them all. I love it. <laughs> All right, Cherokee, as a as a palate cleanser, would you like to give us a supernatural update of what you've watched this week? I would love to, Lauren. This week was a very special episode because it was a demon I've heard of. This was Ooh. episode season one, episode five, Bloody Mary, which I am now ah. not going to say another two times because, look, I'm not naive. I know what happens. Yeah. Stay so safe. <laughs> so uh, for those of you who don't know, I am I have never watched Supernatural before and I am watching an episode a week and just kind of going doing, going through my stream of consciousness, uh, enjoying, you know, viewing the episode and seeing what I think about it. The first thing that came to mind is I'm not going to rename this demon. Usually I've been giving the demons like a spicy little name, but Bloody Mary, I only have, I can only say it one more time. Uh, and I am, <laughs> look, my, my computer monitor is reflecting my face right now. Like That's I can't true. have this That's happen. Because <laughs> it, it's an, ac- you know, accurate demon. Um, mm-hmm. I definitely ha- was scared of Bloody Mary as a kid. I, I did. Fuck, I've said it three times. Oh, God. I did. Well, I'm done for. <laughs> no. Um, I, so I was definitely scared of her as a kid, and I definitely did, like, the Bloody Mary three times in my mirror, oh, but yeah. I did it broad daylight, like, it, with all the windows open. Uh-huh. Nothing happened, but, like, I think now I may have, my luck may have changed. So here's hoping I'm here for our next episode. <laughs> Um, the next thing that I said was, okay, and so this epi- so in this episode, Bloody Mary is going around like killing people, but not people who necessarily say the Bloody Mary three times. It's someone who's in their vicinity who has done a bad thing that they feel guilty about where someone mm-hmm. died. First off, I don't know how so many people in this like tiny town that it's taking place in have been associated with death and murder but that's a that's a question for another day uh and for you know another show perhaps because you know dean and sam have now left the town but this bloody mary was like very dexter-esque she was you know doing her little vigilante justice killing people who'd killed people so you know obviously killing is always bad but, you know, I see her rationale. I watched Dexter. So I would probably watch Bloody Mary's, you know, 
investigative show, like kind of like a Lucifer-esque Ooh, vibe, you know? Yeah, I'd be into that. Right? And I, I, we closed the episode with Sam looking out of the um, uh, of Baby, the Impala, as they drive away, you know, thinking they have solved this case. And there's this big kind of emotional climax earlier because Sam is feeling guilty that he thinks he maybe like is the reason his girlfriend died. Am I correct here? Or is this Dean? This is Sam, right? The, no, you, this is no, okay. this is Sam. I you always, are absolutely correct. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad. So he looks out after this whole thing where like, you know, Bloody Mary was after him because he was having these dreams of his girlfriend's death before she actually died. And they're driving out of the town and he sees his dead girlfriend standing on the corner. And and there's like a, hmm, what is that about? So I feel like that'll, that'll come, that'll catch up with us later, just like Bloody Mary caught up with, caught up with them. So that's my, that's my review of Bloody Mary episode this week. I would give it Three Bloody Marys out of three. (laughs) An excellent new ranking system. (laughs) I really do like this idea of like a Bloody Mary uh, uh, investigative show. Right? (laughs) Because the good thing is she can show up in any mirror also. So like she could bop around crime scenes and any reflective surface. You know, she could get into places that others couldn't. I think, you know, hey, CW. I think you're onto something. So we are now going to jump into our feels corner where we talk about what is getting us in our feels this week. Lauren, what are you in your feels about this week? I am in my feels about Lord of the Rings, um, which we're going to have to do a Rings of Power episode, I think, when the season's over, because I know you're a huge Lord of the Rings fan. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) me and my partner have been watching Rings of Power. We're really enjoying it. And it's releasing weekly, which is just nightmare and so yeah um this weekend we did begin a rewatch of the trilogy the peter jackson trilogy and watched the extended edition of fellowship of the ring this weekend over two nights because it is four hours long all of the extended editions are minimum four hours um and you know it had been a while since i'd seen the original trilogy And gosh, those movies are just so good. And it just brought back, like, all of this sense memory of being a preteen and young teenager and watching the DVDs of the Lord of the Rings trilogy over and over and over Mm -hmm. again, the extended editions, all of the bonus content. Like, it's just, it's one of those franchises and, like, film trilogies that makes me feel very, very warm and fuzzy because Mm -hmm. all of the behind the scenes about it is so great as well. And it's such a... uh, it's such a tactile movie that certain shots, you know, seeing them again after 15 years just really like reminded me of being 12 again. And yeah, I'm just, I'm really, my feels about Lord of the Rings. I've been having a really good time revisiting the, the land of Middle Earth. And what a place to be. What a place to be. Yeah. What about you, Cherokee? What's got you in your feels? Lauren, my answer is exactly the same. (laughs) I actually just completed my extended edition rewatch a few days ago. And I am now onto the Hobbit rewatch. The Hobbit trilogy rewatch. Um, and so my feels are specifically, yes, I've been also watching the uh, the the Rings of Power and mm-hmm. I was watching that and obviously you get like, you finish an episode and you're like, I need more Hobbit uh, or yeah. like Elf or just, you know, I need I need more Lord of Ring. And, <laughs> and so, yeah, I turned on, I turned on the trilogy. So the, specifically just, I love Sam. Sam is oh, the best character gosh. in, in I think all of Middle Earth. I love Sam so yeah. much. Yeah. Um, and, but the, like, my whole, the, like, constant, like, loop in my head for the past week has been like, they're taking the hobbits to Isengard. <laughs> like, 
Like, it's just, that is that is my current, you know, my sleep paralysis demon of the week is Legolas saying they're taking the hobbits to Isengard. Uh, so that's, <laughs> that's what I've been thinking about a lot. I love that. I love the, the idea of you having a, a weekly sleep paralysis demon. Another segment for us. <laughs> what is Cherokee's sleep paralysis demon this week? Honestly, I'm very in for that. And with that, I'm Lauren Shippen, and you can find me at thelaurenshippen.tumblr.com. And I'm Cherokee McAnally. You can find me at chero.tumblr.com. This has been Dashboard Diaries. And may your anons always be loving. Your dash always refreshed. Your gifts always be loading. And your ships always canon. May the fixer reading always be finished. And the answers you seek always in the reblogs. Thanks for scrolling with us. Mm-hmm.